Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. I'm Millette Jones, and every weekday I chat with today's most successful coaches, and we learn their secrets to building a thriving coaching business. Are you ready to be unstoppable? Let's go. Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast, where inspiration and action come together. Today, we're speaking with business acquisition analyst Ace Chapman. Ace is an expert in business flipping and investing. He teaches people how to invest in online businesses as a passive income stream. He also helps companies get their business ready to sell. He has a current portfolio of 28 online businesses, bringing him a six-figure monthly income. Ace, thank you so much for agreeing to come on the show today and share your wisdom with the audience. Yeah, this is really, I'm, I'm excited about today. It's, it's really different for me because a lot of times people want me to talk about acquisitions, but one of the ways that I've grown my acquisitions business is by partnering with clients and coaching them through the process. And so I'm excited about today's conversation. Great, great. Before we jump into talking about your business, I'd like for you to tell us just a little bit about who you are and maybe what you like to do when you're not working. Yeah. So all of this craziness, as far as my career started when I was 19, I was a broke college kid and ended up buying a internet business that was a stock market simulator. I was just a customer. The owners of it were making money, but they had a bigger project they were excited about. And so I ended up with a very sweetheart deal and left college and, and ran that. So for the last uh, 17 years, I've been doing that professionally. My favorite thing to do, well, I guess when I'm working and when I'm not working, is uh, is traveling. So the last uh, two years, I've been living in the Caribbean. I just moved back to uh, the U.S. about a month ago and and based in in Atlanta, but still love to to travel and and enjoy being back in the states. Mm. That sounds great. I think that a lot of the a lot of the coaches have travel as something that they would either love to be location independent or they mm-hmm. would love to be able to travel more. And that's kind of why a lot of people get into coaching is is for that aspect of having a lifestyle business and just being able to have some freedom. Yeah, it is. It's one of those things. You know, as, as long as you've got your computer, you've got a phone, now you're able to, to be a coach from anywhere in the world. It's, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Now, we all love to be inspired by people's journey. So the first part of our conversation is going to focus on your journey. So how long have you been coaching people and what led you to get into that? Yeah, so my journey is a little bit unique and, and hopefully this story is an inspiration to, to folks listening in. So like I mentioned, I bought my very first deal and ran that. And, and then I started buying businesses, growing them and selling them. Um, I really still had this dream of being an entrepreneur and, and starting a business from scratch. And it was a guy who uh, was my mentor that really changed my life. He was kind of a coach to me. And, you know, I, I sold a couple of businesses. I saw the businesses that I grew and flipped as a means for me to get some cash so that one day I could be an entrepreneur because we all dream of being Steve Jobs or Bill Gates. And you're going to build this business from scratch and turn it into this this big thing. And my uh, mentor, uh, you know, at the time, he, he let me come in and tell him my pitch for the startup I wanted to do. 
And he really changed my life when at the end of the pitch, he asked me about my computer. And, you know, I'm thinking, man, I just gave you this passionate speech. You're not saying anything about my business idea. You, you're asking me where I bought my computer. <laughs> and I, know, I was pretty devastated. And so I told him I got it from Dale and he was like, well, why did, why did, why didn't you build it from scratch? And, you know, it's like, well, I don't know how to build a computer. It's like, you, you can get all the information online, learn how to build it. You can buy all the parts. And really his point was for me that I had mastered this thing of buying businesses. So, you know, everywhere else in our life, we, we just go buy what we need. If we want a computer, we go and we, we buy it. If we want a car, we don't try to learn how to build it. We just, and we, even if we don't have the money, we figure out where to get the money, we go buy it. Building it isn't even an option. Right. So it, it was taught. He was like, man, use this skill. Like that's a valuable thing. And, um, I, I hadn't recognized it as a valuable skill. And so I'm sure there are people listening to this right now who, who are maybe thinking about being a coach, but there may be a skill that you don't recognize that's valuable that other people will. And so I, I continued to do deals, but I hit a glass ceiling on the number of deals I personally was able to do and kind of realized, okay, well, maybe I can use this skill set, teach it to other people, mainly so that I can invest in their deals and be able to do more of these transactions. And so that was the birth of me getting into to coaching. Mm. You know, that's really interesting because you know, it seems like a lot of people in coaching, they go get certified by some big name coach. And, and there's sort of this idea that you have to have these certifications or that you need them mm. to be respected or, or to have a real business. But, you know, I really like the idea of if there's something that you're an expert at, you can just teach other people how to do that. And you are a coach. Yeah. And I just think, you know, I was definitely one of those people. I bought and sold uh, five businesses at that point. And for me, I didn't recognize that expertise. I felt like, oh, well, like, no, nobody's ordained me as this guy that can go and do that. So who am I to say to kind of raise my flag and say that I am uh, the expert in this space? And, um, yeah, that, it's, it, it's a little bit of a hurdle to get over because we have two extremes. I feel like in, in the coaching space, you have the people who literally have not experienced anything in the space that they want to go into and train other people, you know, like mm-hmm. the, the Facebook coach that like has never had, you know, their own success on Facebook. Right. But then you have the other people who are really world class at something. But they are, they don't see or recognize themselves as the, the talent that they are. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting trying to coach those people around. Here is your skill set that, that you can leverage. And then the, the real task becomes how, what, what, uh, what are the other things that I need to learn to grow my actual coaching business? Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. You know, you have a really great story about how you got started and, and just was able to find a, an interesting deal and jumped in and, and owned that business and then everything evolved. And when you first got into 
to coaching, you know, I know that there's probably a lot of ups and downs with things like that. Mm. You know, not just owning a business, but developing different aspects of that business. So can you tell us about maybe a disappointment or just a low point you experienced while building your business up? Yeah, you know, I think at the very beginning, it's getting those first few clients that um, you can get results for. Um, you know, for me, at the very beginning, I didn't have any um, format to copy. You know, like I, I knew a lot of information, but the toughest thing for me was I, it's very hard to be conscious when you have been doing something for a long time of all the nuances that can make or break a deal. And um, it's really interesting when you, you start to work with folks um, you know, each person is going to have different talents and they're not going to be exactly you. So you've got to bring to the forefront, okay, what are the, all the little nuanced things that, um, that, that allow me to get the result that I'm getting so that other people can duplicate that. And then with each person, which is just as important is what is uniquely different about this person that I need to build uh, kind of around either their weaknesses and take advantage of their strengths so that they can be even better than me or, or at least be sure to get the same result, even if um, they don't have some natural talent that, that, that I have. And that was a really tough thing. I remember, you know, I'm not a shy guy. It's easy it's easy for me to go and talk to people and build relationships and negotiate and, and all that stuff and I remember I mean you're you're in Tennessee I was in Chattanooga one of my very very first clients was a guy down in Huntsville he was an accountant and he just was not a people person <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of underestimated the importance of that in going out meeting with sellers building those relationships and and all of that. And I realized that it was useless for me to keep telling him like, oh, well, you got to do this and, you know, go and network and, and go here. And I looked up this event for you. If you go there, he didn't want to do that. And so we, I had to, uh, really push him on some of the other strategies for, you know, we basically do this thing called uh, creating deal flow. So that wasn't going to be one of his sources. So now I've got to do the work to really develop some of those other things that I do that I don't focus on as much because my strengths uh, are uh, kind of in another place where, where he's a little weak. So it's, it's, it's fun once you get into it. But at the beginning, you know, that was absolutely one of those things where, you know, I'm excited, got my first client, he paid, <laughs> which was great. And we're working together. He's enthusiastic. I like the guy. He likes me. But <laughs> it's not going to work. It's what I do isn't going to work for him. Um, and so, uh, you know, I am excited to say that, that we did get his deal closed to end up being this, this great deal. Uh, and so that was, uh, 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 one of those hurdles where I realized, okay, I'm not going to be able to duplicate this just uh, across mm. the board. Right. Really having to, to structure things, playing to the client's strengths. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. If you told me here, go network here, go talk to these people, I would just dig in my heels. And <laughs> so I know where that guy was coming from. But it's like when you put somebody that's super energetic and extroverted and you pair them up with someone who's their opposite, you've really got to uh, to work at finding that that path for each individual client. Yeah, that's an attribute of a, of a really great coach. I mean, and it, you even look at sports teams. 
you know, a really great coach is able to look at those five guys on the basketball court and say, all right, this is his strength. This is his weakness. How do I write up these plays to take advantage of his uh, strengths and, and not let the other team take advantage of his weaknesses? And that's what that's what our job is as coaches with our clients. Mm, that yeah, that's that's a great analogy. When like you're talking about having to work with people that are different from you, and really as a as a beginner coach, getting those first clients was maybe a little bit more difficult. Mm. When did you feel like you were finally starting to gain some momentum? Can you tell us about a time where maybe you hit a tipping point and things started going really good? So you talked about, you know, kind of going to my site and, and, and ending up on my Twitter. And we were talking about that before we jumped on the, the call. Um, and a big part of what I just encourage people to do before you start your coaching business is to just start talking about what you do. You know, whatever your expertise is, jumping on social media and spreading the word about what you do. Um, to this day, I, I haven't done paid advertising. I've probably um, helped over 100 people at this point buy uh, businesses with our coaching program and um, have a little group coaching thing with about 50 people in it. And... Um, and, and neither one of those were built with with paid ads. And so when I first started, you know, as far as how when I knew I was kind of ready, like I knew I had the information. But then the next thing is, you know, having clients come in and I started uh, reaching out to podcasters like you <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, talking about what I was doing. I started doing social media. And, and, um, started like just on a ground level connecting with other people on Twitter, looking up other people that mentioned things around what I was doing and connecting with them. I think now every, it's very powerful, um, to connect on an individual level in a world where everybody's trying to do mass communication. Right. So once I started to do that and connect with people, um, and then I had people reaching out. That was really how I, I knew, okay, like, you know, I, I'm, I, I want to start uh, trying to work with folks. And then the next step was really just developing my pitch. You know, I'm again, a, a big fan of connecting one-on-one. So that means jumping on the phone, talking to folks, seeing what their needs are and understanding that those first few pitches probably are going to suck and they're going to say no, but Hopefully you're getting enough intel, finding out uh, 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 enough about what your target market is interested in that you can perfect the perfect kind of uh, uh, pitch to to the individuals um, that are coming after those kind of that kind of initial group. But um, those were the two things that were valuable for me in the beginning, like using social media as a way to connect one on one. I'm a big fan right now of Snapchat, not just sending out mass chats, but uh, doing individual videos for potential leads and, and people that I'm partners with and, uh, you know, just hitting them up. Or even if somebody asked me a question, replying and letting everybody see the answer. So understanding these different mediums and using those in your coaching business, not to become Gary V. But just to connect with the folks that you're that are in your audience. 
I love that idea of just building, not just building relationships with individuals, but sort of building community with the group of people as a whole that are interested in what you're saying. Uh-huh. So, you know, a lot of times as we grow our businesses, as we go through these different phases of growing businesses, we'll measure success in milestones, you know, maybe hitting a certain goal or reaching some sort of a benchmark that we've set. What would you say has been your favorite achievement or your biggest win so far? Well, when I first started, my goal was to complete 100 transactions with my clients. And uh, that was like this big, audacious, crazy goal. And, and as I mentioned uh, a minute ago, actually, before I left for the Caribbean a couple years ago, that was one of those things that was kind of marked off the checklist. Like, you know, we got that done. I built up my own portfolio of Internet-based businesses. And um, that, that was that big goal. And, um, now we, we've got some new things, uh, that, that we're up to and, and we'll end up growing that to a, a thousand. But, uh, you know, I think at every level, having something that you and your team can be just a little overwhelmed by, you don't exactly see how you're going to get it done, but it's a motivating goal and a, a single target that's powerful. Mm, yeah. Before we move on to the next part of the podcast, and that really focuses more on like real action steps yeah. that coaches can take, I'd like to know, what are you most excited about creating next in your business? Um, so we do have a private equity fund that's been really exciting, uh, but I've got a lot of little projects that I'm enjoying and I'm, I'm big into testing. You know, I, I, uh, Figured out where I was going to live when I came back into the United States by living in uh, four different cities for a month and, and, and then deciding on the city that was the best fit for me. I think a lot of times we try too hard to follow the advice of other people that may we may even be envious of, but we don't do enough to test it for ourselves. And so I'm, I'm big into um, testing and, and figuring out things for myself. So the things that, like one of the things I'm very excited about right now is we're going to do a course, a free course on Snapchat. So people will be able to follow it. We're going to do a, a whole course and we'll do these kind of uh, uh, snap blasts. We'll be a bunch of snaps in a row and it'll cover subjects. People will be able to ask questions, all of that, and talk about buying uh, businesses. And uh, I'm also excited. We do something where we uh, rent out a mansion or used to before I left the country. I used to do uh, these uh, mansion weekends where we to do training, talk about deals, allow people to network. And, you know, in, in my space, you have different people. You have investors, you have lenders, you have buyers, you have sellers. And we kind of bring all those people in a house. And, you know, it's pretty cool. We've had deals happen uh, while we're all hanging out. So uh, I'm excited. We've got one of those coming up in a couple months. So putting all that together is, is fun to plan. So a couple of questions that, that this kind of made me think of. Um, when you talk about testing, I know that a lot of people feel like, you know, if you're going to test something, it's almost like, well, if it fails, people are going to 
you know, because I'm doing this online, because this is out there for people to see, if something doesn't work, you know, they're going to look at me as sort of a failure. How do you go about or, or how do you feel about testing when everything is, is out there for the public to, to watch? Um, I think that's even better than succeeding as far as uh, perception. It's not better for you, but it's better <laughs> for, for your brand. Um, just because right now ev- everybody's winning. I mean, you go to Instagram, everybody's, you know, balling and living the life and having a good time. Everybody's Facebook post is like perfect family, happy. Everything's great. Da-da-da-da. Um, and so you've got a bunch of like success noise. I think one of the most powerful things you can do is put your failure on blast. That's Mm. what engages people and makes them a part of your story. I mean, right now, the Internet is just our new form of media. And uh, every company sees themselves as a media. I mean, like, you know, like you look at Netflix, you look at Amazon, even uh, some of the best shows, award winning shows are being developed by these startups. And you look at somebody like Yahoo that missed that boat. They saw themselves as a media company. They didn't understand like, man, you got to create, uh, entertaining, engaging media. And that's where, where the money. So Yahoo plummeted trying to just do news and that kind of thing. And then the people that like really created amazing entertainment and media are killing it. Absolutely. And so we want to, we want to learn from that. Like, let's learn. Uh, from the people that are winning. And what that means is, you know, when we see a movie, we see a great show. It's never about like, oh, everything is great every day. You know, <laughs> woke mm-hmm. up, I went to work, I went to bed, had fun. It's great. Like that's incredibly boring. Um, so what we want to understand is that in order to keep people engaged, like it is, it's the ups and the downs and the struggle. And that's what makes people want to be a part of your journey. Um, and it was a big transition point for me, like in my YouTube videos, you know, I talk about the deal that falls through. It doesn't go the, the, the right way. It's painful, you know, and you do a bunch of work and, and the seller reneges on the deal and just all these things. And, and th- that's, that's the stuff that really engages people and then makes them want to work with you because they see you as 360 degrees of a human as opposed to this uh, uh, figure that blends into the noise. Yeah, that's awesome because it, it feels like a lot of people are, are scared to fail or they're scared to put themselves out there and have something not really be a success. But I love that. I mean, the failures or even just you know, going out and, and talking about what didn't work, even yeah. if you really don't consider it a failure, it makes you relatable. It makes people want to to connect with you even more. Yeah. And I think everybody wants a big audience. Everybody's waiting until they have this big audience. And, you know, Kevin Kelly had an amazing article that talked about the thousand true fans and, you know, how that was the future. And, and you could make an amazing live, living with a thousand true fans. And so not being afraid, even if you only have 10 people following you to give the, those 10 people very amazing content with whether it's articles or videos and, and those kind of things. Because in this world, as a coach, you know, if you're charging $10,000 for coaching and one of those 10 people 
decide to work with you, even if you spent a thousand, I mean, it'd be tough to spend a thousand dollars doing some great articles and a couple of great videos. Um, and you can personalize it and interact. I think it just is my biggest thing is that I think in the, in this, in the environment we're in, big audiences have been, uh, really pursued in a big way. And so everybody's trying to get their numbers up, they're following up and, and all that. And intimacy is kind of the, the greatest hack right now because of that. Mm. I just feel like having a really good relationship with a, a smaller number of people, you give them more attention and you can, yeah. you can get to know people even better. And just building up that close knit community, like you said, when you have that sort of a community, those people are the ones that become the raving fans. They're the ones that pay for the premium products. They're the ones who bring their friends to you. Yeah, they are. I mean, my business is really based on referrals. You know, I talked about social media, uh, but most of my people refer at least one, if not two. So we did a thing, and this has been a couple of years ago, but by the time I kind of wrapped up coaching uh, and, and took off a couple of years, um, 78% of the people that we worked with referred at least one person and uh, a little more than 30% referred two people. Mm. Um, and so you don't have to do a bunch of outreach. And, and when somebody was referring somebody to you, that's done. I mean, it's a, it's right. a done deal. Um, so your, your work is a lot easier and you don't have to spend money on marketing. Yeah. We're going to be moving into the part of the conversation that really talks about what's working right now in business. So one thing that, that I like to stress to coaches is there's a lot of different ways online and offline to make a living as a coach. Now you've already talked about a couple of things that you do. You talked about working one-on-one -on -one with people and then working with groups of people. So how beyond those, how are you generating revenue in your business today? So my, my, my main way of generating income is owning the businesses that we buy. And so there may be somebody listening to this, that this, um, Angle because my, my business is a lot different than, than a lot of other coaches that you speak to. Um, so when I first started this, my goal with the coaching program was, you know, I love buying small businesses because we can uh, get a better multiple. So when you're buying a million dollar plus businesses, there are professional buyers and they pay basically for multiple. And, you know, with the smaller deals that I do, I pay a two multiple. So just to give you an idea, basically, you're making half the return with those bigger deals. The downside to the smaller deals is, you know, it takes more time to make that amount of money. So um, my concept originally was, man, I want to do more of these small deals. They take up a ton of time. Uh, it's not as easy. You can't just create a system and send an employee out to do it. So I could train people partner with them and we go do a deal and then I invest my money in their deal. Um, and so that's really continued to this day. So there is some upfront money that they pay to join the program, but my income, the real income comes once we're in the deal and we're splitting the income of that actual business. Hmm. Now you say that, that, the deals that you like to do are, are smaller deals. So is this the coaching, the training that you're putting out there? Is that for pretty much just 
it's not just for people who have a ton of money. I mean, you're really putting deals together that the average person could afford to invest in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, literally as is, is little as 10 grand, 20 grand and, and that kind of thing. Um, and, you know, we do some larger deals as well. But the the real goal with, with this stuff basically is knowing how to find the deal where you can get a $200,000 business and, and only put down 10% and have the seller, uh, finance a lot of it and, and all of that good stuff. Um, and so that's what we're working on together to get that incredible deal. And it becomes a win-win. You know, they, they get a deal that they wouldn't have without our training. And this is one of the things that has been amazing. The most valuable thing for me that I definitely discounted, I guess I had, uh, uh, you know, I thought I was the man <laughs> with this stuff. And so the, the thing that I discounted in a very big way was how much I was going to learn. And, um, you know, it really snowballed the knowledge because like I said a second ago, the way you learn with all this stuff is really simple. You're, you're testing. And, you know, when I first started with, with doing deals, you know, I'd go in, I test different things. And, and so, with a uh, deal flow, you know, I'd have somebody who comes back to me and is like, Hey, like, you know, I made this tweak to the letter that you wrote and it seems to be working a lot better. You know, I remember there was one guy in particular. So one of the things that we do is we send out letters to, um, uh, potential sellers of businesses we're interested in. And, you know, we knew the metrics and, and all that. So I had a guy, he sent out the letter and he gave me, he got a bunch of calls and, and gave me the numbers. I'm like, dude, you're getting like triple the amount of response. What did you do? What's going, like, what are you doing with the letter? He was like, I, I wrote exactly what you told me. And I'm like, what? Like, there has to be something you're doing. Like, there's no way. He's like, okay, I'll send you one. And so he sent me one. I get it. And it was just a small tweak. He, I was like, you're using a thank you note. And he's like, oh yeah, like I had those left over and it was some stationery I needed to get rid of, blah, blah, blah. And so standard now, we tell everybody, hey, thank you notes work really well. Uh, they don't know what they're really being thanked for. You know, we, we kind of started off and, and make it make sense by saying, thank you so much for reading this letter. But for some reason that works really well. And that's something I would have never even thought to test. So be sure as you're building your clients that you can, you know, like we are world-class at what we do now, not because it's the Ace Chapman show, not because of what I've learned in in those deals that I've done personally. We're world-class because we've had clients that go out and iterate and reiterate on what we're doing to test, um, uh, you know, among a lot of people, different things as opposed to it just being one person testing. So, so that's, uh, something to keep in mind. Yeah, that's, that's a great suggestion. Not, not to feel like the first way that you put mm. something together is going to be the way that you do it forever. Just to be open to shifting the way that you do things when the market tells you it's a good idea. So one thing that all coaches seem to have in common is everybody wants to grow their business in a big way. So what would you say is your favorite strategy these days for bringing new clients to your business? Um, I've talked a little bit about it. You know, I haven't, there's uh, some people teaching some really ninja stuff as far as paid ads and Facebook ads and, and all of that. I think there's a lot of value there, a lot of uh, uh, opportunity 
and uh, a lot of value. Um, I see myself as a media company with most of the businesses. You know, we just bought a watch business um, and literally was just having this conversation with uh, the guy who's running that business. Like, this is a media company. Like, everything now is a media company. So I see myself as a media company and we do a really great or, you know, and, and we, we do a, a media that's good enough to attract eyeballs, not even a lot of eyeballs, but the right eyeballs. And this is something that people aren't doing a good job of. And it took me a while to get there. But, you know, know what you're don't do the same normal thing where it's like, oh, like motivation and here's a tip for the day and. You're going to be awesome in all of this (laughs) stuff that everybody's doing. You know, for me, my people are interested in the deals we're doing. They're interested in, uh, like I said, the the failures and the wins and, and all that stuff. You have to target the every, you know, it's, it, it, it goes against it. It, it. The average person is not interested at all in what I talk about. But when the right person gets it, it's like a breath of fresh air. It is, you know, I have people reach out to me. It's like, man, I have searched everywhere for something about this subject. And, you know, I'll have a video where only a hundred people even see it and I'll get a $10,000 client a $25,000 client out of that hundred. Right. That's great. Just to really, maybe not necessarily one strategy fits all, but it's just one of those things where you really have to know who your ideal client is and speak directly to them in whatever you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And then another thing that, um, like, I, like I said before, with leads, having one-on-one conversations uh, there's an app that I use called Superphone. And so this is a, a specific tactic. Um, two things that, well, two different things that, that I would recommend. Number one is, you know, all the phone numbers you get, all that you can put in the Superphone and then just start conversations. Um, it's almost like an email interface, but it goes to their phone and you can do individual things. You can also set up individual auto responders for the telephone and text messages. And, um, so you can have these conversations and you can do if this, then that. So they write back and then you send the next message and, and that kind of thing. Um, and that's been very valuable. The other thing that's been awesome is, um, the, the chat feature in, uh, Facebook. So when, you know, you can tell people, Hey, at any point, you know, text me here. Like what, that's one of the things I definitely am a big fan of is like, um, you know, you can shoot me a text to this number and that becomes, uh, uh, you know, just set again, it sets you apart. It's like, what? I, and so you get people that text just to see like, <laughs> <laughs> like, is this really going to go to him? What's going on with that? <laughs> um, and then the, um, chat bots in Facebook is really similar as well. Yeah. That's great for being able to just reach out to, to individual people and just try to make an impact. Someone that you think is going to be a great match for you. Yeah. So we're, we we're doing very few email blasts as much. I do believe in email. I think it's amazing, but what's more amazing is, you know, uploading that list and finding people in Facebook and connecting with them and shooting a message there or shooting a message in LinkedIn or shooting them a text message. Uh, all those things are, are very powerful. Mm. 
Yeah, that's great. I love how you are making your business such a personal connection yeah. to people. That's that uh, does seem to be going against the grain right now because you know everybody's just out to you know build the list and connect with as many people, which in a way is a good thing. They're just wanting to spread their message. But sometimes, I guess, when you try to reach everyone, you try to have a message for everyone. You're speaking to no one. That's it, and. It's one, it's one of those things where for the average person, they aren't big and everybody wants to act bigger than they are. And we end up, it's really funny. Like we don't, we miss out on opportunities because like when you do reach out to that person, they feel so special. They feel like, man, like, you know, this person's having a one on one conversation with me and you, you, you miss out on that opportunity to have that big impact. Yes, absolutely. Now, knowing what you know now about building a successful business, what would you say would be one action step that a new coach or someone who's looking to grow their business, what would be the first thing you would tell them to do? Um, so somebody who is starting from scratch? Yeah, somebody just starting out or, or maybe who just hasn't had the success that yeah. they had hoped for. I would just say start to talk to people uh, around you. And I mean, I think the biggest problem for folks is just getting those clients and finding some people that you can help and get some, um, get some results for. So even if you got to do it for free at the beginning, you've got to find some people that you can get some results for. Um, and, and so, you know, I think not being, um, afraid to do that for free is really uh, where, where you have to be at the beginning. Right. That way, if you can go out and, and help a few people, but more specifically, help those people get some tangible results, there's a lot of things that can come from that. Like you had mentioned earlier, you can obviously get referrals if you've helped someone meet some of their goals. Um, you can also get testimonials. You know, There's a lot of good things that can come from just giving away a little bit of your time to help someone exactly. else. Exactly. I think it's, it's goes back to what we, what the theme I think of, of this call today with the individual connections. You know, it's that opportunity to build a relationship with somebody that hopefully, especially since you're giving it to them for free, they're going to be a fan for life and you build that foundation. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Ace, this has been so good. I've learned so much from you today. Now we're going to finish up with our final five rapid fire questions. Okay. All right. What is one habit or skill that's helped you become unstoppable? Um, I think for me, I would go back to having that habit of testing, um, you know, and, and not making assumptions, I think, you know, or even not taking somebody else's word, even if they're considered experts. Like, all right, great. I like that. Let's go test it. Uh, and that, that continues to make a, a big difference in my personal life as well as in, in my business. Mm. What is one quality you feel every successful coach needs to develop? Um, the humility to learn from their client. You know, uh, I, I think it takes uh, uh, that balance of being able to push and prod and encourage and, and keep them on the path. But a little bit of humility to know when to kind of step back and, and take in uh, their position as well. Mm. Recommend one book to us that's had a big impact either on your business or on your life. 
I love, I mean, the, the biggest impact for me was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, and so, you know, obviously the classics and, and that kind of thing. But in my space, there was, there's a book called Ling. And it's about a guy in Texas who uh, started as just a kind of a poor immigrant with nothing. And then became an electrician, started to buy uh, other uh, uh, electrician companies and uh, then other companies and other spaces. And, and it was just a big inspiration to me. I mean, we all love those stories of somebody starting from scratch. And um, uh, that was a great one. It's, it's uh, called Ling and it's by Stanley H. Brown. Mm, that does sound like a great inspirational story. Now, give us one online resource that you think coaches would love and that you couldn't do business without. Uh, Snapchat right now. Snapchat has been a very big deal for us in getting information in front of folks quickly, being able to connect with our, our people in a more intimate way and uh, being able to hear what they're saying, what they want, what they what they need in, a, in an easy and convenient way as well. Great. Now, finally, how can the listeners best connect with you? Um, what social do you hang out on the most and what's your website? Um, our website is acechapman.com. Um, and, you know, I'm on all of them. So uh, <laughs> you're our, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So if you go to YouTube, um, you know, you can search Ace Chapman and check out our channel there. That's the best way to find out more about what we're up to and some of our strategies that you might learn from. And then Snapchat is ace.chapman um, and Ace Chapman on Instagram and, and Twitter. Perfect. Well, I'll be sure to put all of those links on the show notes page. This has been such an amazing conversation. Ace, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us on the Unstoppable Coach podcast. Be sure to head over to the website at unstoppablecoach.co where you can grab the show notes and check out all the resources and the links to the guest website and social sites. And be sure you join us every weekday when I interview another successful coach and we learn their secrets to building an unstoppable coaching business.